and our leader for tonight is Bob. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here tonight with all of you. I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm still Bob. Um, I'm very, very grateful for the OA program. I came into OA when I was 21 and I'm now uh, going to be 70 in a couple of weeks. So over 48 years in OA. When I came to OA, share a picture of myself. This was me here. Let's see here, trying to make it there. There I am. This is me after I'd already lost 100 pounds. So visualize me 100 pounds more than that. I weighed about 400 pounds in the eighth grade. So I've lost 240 pounds and kept those off for over 48 years, one day at a time. So I, before I came into OA, uh, I had just lost the weight. But what I discovered was thin was not well. And so I came into OA and I discovered a plan for eating. What I found was the challenging part with this is I, I could see that I really needed to change my life, but they didn't offer any brain transplants. So I'm wondering, what in the world am I going to do? Holy, holy mackerel. And I found that food recovery is far more challenging than just alcohol and drugs. Because I'm also an alcoholic and drug addict in recovery for 33 years because I fell off into the compulsions after getting around the wrong group of people. <clears throat> so it really, over, overeating and healing from my, our imbalance, my imbalance relationship with food was physical, a threefold illness that I had, physical, emotional, mental, and also spiritual. So I try to look at each of those parts of things. I, I, because I was fat, I was the fattest kid in grade school and also my high school. And I lost the weight just as I said when I was 21. What did I need to do to do that? Because I automatically had turned to food and then alcohol and drugs to get support. So what I found was using the 12 steps was really important, but I didn't quite know how to do it. So I set my intention that I was already in hell unable to stop compulsive eating and felt horrible about myself and separate from other people. So I realized, okay, I really want to do something different in my life, but I don't know what to do. So the first thing I set my intention, and I free the being who lives inside of my own skin from all his suffering he's going through. How do I do that? Well, I, I have to, as the 12 steps suggest, you really need to study yourself. So I had to come to really through studying myself to know myself, my strengths and my weaknesses. So all of the steps do that, but specifically steps six and seven. One of the hardest skills that I needed to learn in this program wasn't taught directly, and that was how to honor myself with every single choice I make, moment by moment, day by day, step by step. Don't use the OA program. It's one more way I beat up on myself to feel I'm inferior, fat, ugly, stupid, hopeless. Because that doesn't help me. I need unconditional love and respect. I like hugs, kisses. I need someone to be kind to me when I'm feeling really shitty. That's what I need even more. Or confused, like, what in the hell are you up to? You're just overeating again, idiot. Well, calling myself names and beating myself up didn't really help. But I really gave it a valued try. <laughs> it didn't work. I, uh, the only thing I really needed was unconditional love and a whole hell of a lot of help. 
and I still do it. Almost 70, gosh darn it, I need the help of countless people just to keep my ship afloat so it doesn't fall over and sink. So it's, it's very interesting just to keep it all working here. Um, I affirm, I try to also use positive intentions that, that I affirm it, that I find joy in all the things that keep my recovery going. So what, what exactly keeps my recovery going? So how to do all of this? Well, first of all, when I, when I say, wow, I automatically was compulsive overeating, so I really didn't know what to do. So one of the first things that they suggested in the program, and by the way, when I first came in there, there, were no, there was no literature in the OA program. So you were just kind of weaning in, you followed the AA literature and the AA 12 and 12 and the AA big book. I, ha I have an archaic OA book, the first one that came in 1990. It has the 12 steps, it doesn't have the 12 traditions because they hadn't written them yet. So I really went through all of these things, the, the OA program, and the tools that are suggested, I really, really, really appreciate the OA materials that are available today. So a pamphlet for newcomers, you know, what do newcomers do? How do you come up with a plan of eating? How do you get your, your life on track? So that's what I really needed to do. And so I, I got a food sponsor and I, I did have a plan of eating before I came into OA, but I didn't know how to stop compulsive eating. My behaviors got way out of control, and so my food sponsor had me really run it. I called it up every day, wrote down my foods in a journal, uh, reported back every day if I changed my foods. I told them about that. So I really did that for several, a couple of years. So writing all my foods down, writing was very helpful because I also could see how people, places, and events influenced me. When did I do well? When did I get off track? What, what happened? Also, they had me doing a, uh, an exercise that's, that I've heard called like uh, defining a plan of eating. And that's one of the things I like about the, you know, where, where do I start pamphlet from? It talks about, well, where do you start? You have to figure out when you, when you each came into OA, you can probably suppose that our eating patterns weren't too good, right? You probably say, oh, freckles. I'm off track here. How did this happen? Well, I wrote down my problematic area, really, and I did that, and so that was very, very helpful. What are all the ways I get off track? And, and I wrote down on a list, here I'm going to show you a thing that's called like the oval. I actually wrote it all down so I could see what, where do I screw up? That's the outer oval, the Bob screw up session. Watch Bob screw up. See Bob go. Bob goes it. Screws up a hell of a lot of times. Well, sometimes I screw up, but sometimes I do okay. That's kind of the gray area. Then I, I did a lot of research on this just to make absolutely, completely sure that I'm not a sugar addict. Let me tell you, I'm a sugar addict. Countless vain attempts to prove I can eat like other people. Hell no, I can't eat like other people, because I don't. So I, uh, I did a lot of research, and then finally I prayed, God, I don't have a clue what I need. But whatever it is, please bring it to me in a very gentle way because I tend to beat the shit out of myself. P.S. Thanks. And, and step by step by step, life brought to me exactly what I needed to heal. So right, going to a sponsor, talking with OA members was very important. Writing down and committing my foods, as I said. Also, I like this... Uh, all that's going on in our government and the world, I have friends right now dying in hospice. 
um, there's so many things going on. And so a lot of stuff happens in each of our lives. How, how do we use the 12 steps to be the scaffolding on which the rest of our life occurs? And so that's what I try to do. I actually now fast forward to 48 years later, I actually use the OA program as, as the scaffolding over which I sculpt my life at, with a few added twists here or there. Um, I try to also, even what I discovered, if even if things are difficult, I've heard it expressed that even if your ass falls off, no problem, just pick up your ass, put it in a box and bring it to a meeting. So that's what you can do. And t today, my sacroiliac joint is out. I'm going, what in the hell is that? Well, it hurts when I bend over. Well, stop bending over. Well, <laughs> I can't do that. I have to figure out what's going wrong here. You know, and uh, as you become chronologically enhanced, more parts of your body fall apart. It's very interesting just to watch that. <coughs> that's what's been happening to me. Chronologically so Generally, most parts work well. But one of the things also that... Uh, been very very helpful for me is the other tool of the OA program is the telephone so when I have a wholesome hosted product pointed at my head and I'm about to pull the trigger and put it in my mouth stop in the name of love before you take that bite and think it over so I call up somebody I can't tell you how many voicemails I left on people's phones I make a commitment to sane and healthy eating today because this is going on in my life and I don't like it I want it to go away. The only way I could possibly think of making it go away is to eat something and become oblivious. But that, that I found sucks. It does not work. It's not a good solution. So telephoning people is very, very, very good. That's very helpful. I showed you also the ovals are exploring my plan. So I think each of those were very, very, very helpful for me. Um, the physical part, I, I also wanted to mention the physical part, <laughs> what I, I discovered, I, I, I'm not a saint, I have to have fun. So what I did is I focused on each person I really like, the AOA pamphlet, where do you start? Because in there they have a number of suggested, possible suggested food plans, creating and, cre and then after you choose a food plan, which you can do in this pamphlet, then you come up with a plan and you use the action step in a way, another one of the tools to actually apply that. I don't know about you, but I would love it if God would come down and do my grocery shopping and do all the cooking would be kind of cool too. But I discovered that no, nobody cares for Bob except Bob, go figure. So what I discovered is my, my favorite cooking things before I came to OA were hamburger helper and fried potatoes. I said, well, this doesn't work very well. And, and Colonel Sanders was my friend. Uh, <laughs> and then I realized, well, dear, you can't, this is not going to work for you. I have the body made by Oscar Mayer. I, one week early in the program, I went on a binge all week and gained 18 pounds. I said, holy crap, what happened to my body? I was really discouraged. I said, well, dear, you proved you're a compulsive overeater, and if you really give your mind to it, that you can gain a lot of weight. Because I have the body made by Oscar Mayer. Now my weight stays between 155 and 160 for 48 years because I follow a plan. But I have to make the plan something that helps me. I don't know about you, but my body, mind, and emotions have resisted my best attempts to completely kill it off. And I don't know how, how it did that. 
I'm very, very, very grateful. So I, I, I made a commitment to myself, to my body, that I would choose healing foods that would heal my body, mind, and emotions of what I put them through. So I, I, my food program includes three meals a day and two snacks. So I eat every couple of hours. One of the things I find is I, I love volume and, and healthy eating. So this is my box, everything but the kitchen sink salad. Once a week, we make a 10-pound salad. This is the base. We also cook vegetables. So I have like green beans with multi-colored vegetables and also Brussels sprouts. Some people, you don't have to like any of these, by the way. And <laughs> just an example, I love food. If you came over to my house, you'd say, holy shit, this dude loves to eat. And you're right. I also have a whole series of fresh fruits and vegetables in my house. I, you came over and you said, he loves food. You're right, I love food. I eat it all the time. I try to make my recovery a celebration. So when I go to potlucks, instead of just eating what's there, this is, believe it or not, nothing more than fresh strawberries and pineapple. And so I, I put together a, a flower arrangement, made it beautiful, brought it over there, everyone loved it. And it and it wasn't cake or chocolate or who knows what or a bunch of crud. I brought it over to do that. So I try to make my healthy eating plan a celebration, something I look forward to. I also make a commitment to it. I also discovered for me that I can resist anything except temptation. So through my planning, through my daily food plan, calling a sponsor and working through the process, I actually uh, discovered the tool of bringing a food bag with me. So I, I just retired, retired five years ago from work, but every day, and it's still when I go out, I always bring a food bag with me that has some of my healthy food with me that I need in my program so that when I'm hungry, I can eat that rather than just going to a fast food place. So that one tool has saved me from indecisive and out of control eating. Because in the morning, I know my day, I plan for it, what foods I'm going to need to be around in the house if I'm out of great days, and I do that. That one tool is extremely helpful for me in managing my healthy eating plan. So that was very, very important. So that's the physical aspect of this, healing that part, because I still need food, I can't ignore it, and I need, it. I need flexible structure to support me in doing that, and that really helped me. It took me those seven months to discover my plan, work through it and, and to come up with something that could work. The other piece of this was the emotional also, is that the part of not loving me and using food. I don't know if here anyone you use food to quell uncomfortable emotions or for food like it's your best friend, you're feeling really crappy. Or if you've done really good, you figure, wow, I'm going to celebrate. Let's see, what shall I do? Let's go out to a fast food place or let's get a quart of who knows what and eat it or all that kind of stuff. That's so much of our relationship with that. I realized that I, I made food with my closest friend and companion. It would have put me down, call me names, make fun of me. And it was always there, my favorite drug. So a part of me to learn was how do I learn to be my own unconditional friend? That, that journey took me to like I was 45, 46 years old to learn really to be unconditionally kind to the wounded and confused being that lives inside of my own skin. 
also I found in my family where my mom died at 50 of alcoholism and chemical dependency. My brother died weighing 500 pounds. So there was a lot of distress sometimes around the home and different places, although they did the very best they could to help us and, and be kind to us. But each of us had, <coughs> excuse me, our own challenges. So how one of the hardest things I needed to learn for my own self was how to balance self-care with support to other people and not take on other people's problems so that I don't rescue, enable, or caretake other people trying to fix their life and help them as I'm falling apart. So what I found was is that each person is the owner of their own choices and their happiness or unhappiness is up to them. They, and if I caretake or rescue them, I'm robbing them of the very lessons that they need to grow, mm. and it's actually harming them. So part of self-love is to set healthy limits and boundaries. And for me, that's one of my character defects. I've done a lot of 10 steps on it. Ugh. It's taken quite a lot of all of this. So I'm that is my emotional well-being. I've also gone to done a lot of counseling, as it suggests in step five, in our 12 and 12, that's very, very important. We have emotional issues. I have adverse childhood experiences that have wounded my emotional core, and I didn't process things correctly. And that took a lot of experimenting. So the emotional part, the spiritual part, was very, very important. I'm so grateful I discovered OA, uh, because I have not missed a day of prayer meditation over 48 years. I, I was a, a Catholic. And went to mass regularly and all those things, but but the spirituality that was offered in OA gave me an anchoring tether that I practiced every morning. I always take time every morning. I get a healthy breakfast together, and I go to a table or a chair. I sit down, and read over, contemplate spiritual truths, teachings, important lessons. I see, think about what's going on in my my life right now and other people's lives I know. I have a whole prayer list of many people around the world. I think our human family right now is going through so many challenges in every dimension that they really need sanity and love and compassion to be spread out from each person to every other person. And so every morning I contemplate that. I send prayers and put intentions out to everybody. I pray I can see the universal lessons our human family in the pandemic. Oregon with the fires that are burning up, California with the fires that are burning up, around the world, climate crisis, so many challenges. And uh, so I really try to pray for all the people that may each person receive exactly what they need from whatever channel they're able to receive it. And may their own divine self, their higher power that lives within them, enlighten them and help them understand the wisdom to make right choice. Because I have a PhD in screwing up. I've done it so many times. The only thing I didn't do is give up. I've had so much help from so many people, I can't tell you. Ugh. I, I had a total knee replacement recently. You know, two years ago, I needed you know, to do that. I got Parkinson's five years ago when I retired. So I, I need a whole crew of people trying to help me learn how to manage my own life so I have the highest quality of life possible, but I really needed the support from all these people. So taking time to pray for, for, for this, 
So what's it? So all of this practicing the spiritual, the physical, and the emotional helped completely transform my life. The thing I do today, as I said, is I I actually practice these principles in all my affairs. And if I start to notice this, uh, one of my character defects is my head and my heart dream up commitments my body flat ass can't keep. So I have to watch head and heart because they're so caring. We rush around doing all these things and I exhaust myself. And that's when it's more likely my emotions go down and the food goes in. I'm so grateful that over the last five years, I have not, with all the stuff that's gone on in my life, I've not compulsively overeaten once. I haven't used alcohol and drugs. I haven't beaten up on my spouse. And I didn't beat up on Bob. Not bad, eh? I don't take, I take some credit for it, but I knew, holy shit, Martha, this, this is a pop quiz from, from life, and I need a lot of help. Please, God, help me. So I'm very grateful. So today I want to close with one thing to think about. <clears throat> Each of you are a miracle. A miracle. That you're taking the time and the courage to explore your own life and you notice a part of you lets you know that you've gotten off track in your journey of life and you want to turn yourself around. <clears throat> Look at our country. Look at the world. The world needs a 12-step program right now. We all do. We're fortunate we actually have one. <laughs> and, and we can practice these principles. Know the healing <clears throat> that you're doing. <clears throat> Excuse me, spreads out to all people around the world. And so really think about being the change in yourself that you want to see in the world and using the steps in the OA program can help you do it. The last thing to think about is you. Don't look around and see what the world needs. See what you personally need to come alive. And then take time to give that to yourself. Because what the world needs right now is truly alive people. And holy petunias, bring that gift to the world. You are literally <laughs> the light of the world. You really are. Each of you in your own unique, weird, creative, irreplaceable <laughs> self. I, if I try to be you, I completely suck at it. You try to be me, you wouldn't be too good at it either. So just love your imperfect, wonderful self exactly as you are now. And love yourself through following the OA program. Blessings to you all. I love you. And thanks for having the opportunity to share this today. Thanks.